everyone. Welcome to episode 76 of Scallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I'm Yvonne Ackerman. And I'm Ashley Boyd. Oh Yay! my God, celebrity. Ashley Boyd. Like Charlotte Greatness in our presence. Co-owner of 300 East, of 300 East fame. Um, what did you do an hour before this podcast, Jason? Me? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. I did put me on right the spot. <laughs> um, I did 13 trust tax returns today. Is that what we're talking about? No, we went to 300 East because our guest... Have you been knighted? Is it Madame? Yeah. Ashley Boyd? Are you yeah, Madame Ashley Boyd? Because I, you're I you're royalty. So. You're Charlotte royalty. <laughs> we'll knight you right I now. Don't remember that? <laughs> it's but gonna we, happen in an hour. <laughs> but yeah, so we saw you at the, so we should back up and say okay. we've, we've had this scheduled because we're big fans of Ashley Boyd. Huge fans. And we had to fit her on the calendar because she's very busy. We're honored to have and, her in. And we uh you know, we had scheduled it and then we went to this unpretentious palette dinner a couple of weeks ago and I, uh, you sat down next to Yvonne and I was pretty sure it was you. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. So I texted Yvonne. I was like, is that Ashley Boyd? Oh my God. He texted me like five times. It was like, <laughs> oh my God, right next to you. Is it? I think it is. That was so funny though <laughs> that we ended up sitting next to each other. I can't believe I mean, and then of course I geeked out. I was like, oh, are you Ashley Boyd? Embarrassed you probably. And then she saw the text two days later. I yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it was, by the way, Ashley Boyd. Um, did you, I'm sure people have that reaction to you a lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, no. anyone who's listening would. And so they should all be jealous that I was seated next to you and across from Lainey. Um, but yeah, so Jason went and got the... So um, you told us at the Unpretentious Palace, yeah. I asked you what the best dessert was at 300 East. And you said the Blondie. So I, I went so. there and we got the Blondie. And first I have to say, like, I got it to go because the bar was, it was like packed. And this really? was at 530. Oh, good. Okay. So good, good <laughs> sign for tonight. Well. Good sign tonight. for tonight. I know you're here, but things are um, great there. <laughs> and so, but the way she plated it, she plated it in on the, what's the metal called? Foil. Aluminum foil. Yeah. <laughs> she plated it so pretty, like for a to-go order. Yeah. It was amazing. So good. And it was the flavors. What's the ice cream? Is it? It's a frozen goat yogurt with sweet potato ribbon through it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That mixed with the blondie, mixed with the. Is it a caramel sauce? Yeah. The, um, it's a it's a sweet potato ganache and then a whipped yogurt. So it was so good. So why don't we start there? How did you come up? How do you come up with something like that as a concept? Um. So I'll start usually with ingredients that I know are going to be seasonal. Um, I'm kind of, that's, that's kind of the fun, like part of creating for me is I'll make a list of all of the flavors that I know we'll have to work with for each season. And then I'll go, second column will be like everything I can think of that pairs with it. And then the third column is like, how do I get those flavors on the plate? Like what is each flavor going to be on the plate? So that's where most of my plates come from, is So making ev- lists like that. So everything's winter right now, right? Mm-hmm. So that sweet potato blondie is not always on the menu. No, no. But, it, you know, if it would just catch on, because people don't buy it. Um, really? A we blondie? keep it on because we love it so much, um, but it doesn't sell. Um, but, you know, it's it would be great if it did, because we can keep that on for a good chunk of the year, because, I mean, we're in sweet potato 
right. capital of the world. They're kind of yeah. always, they're not really not ever not in season, really, right? Yeah, I mean, well, they all get harvested kind of at once. So the only time, they, they'll kind of maybe get scarce or certain kinds will get scarce like toward harvest time. Like they all run out before the next harvest. But, you know, for the most part, you can get them anytime. So what's the most popular dessert right now at 300 East? Um, the most popular is pretty much always the brownie with chocolate and caramel sauce and pretzel crumbs and vanilla ice cream. <laughs> so yeah. you do all of these <laughs> crazy back. desserts. But it's a really good brownie. But it's like, like I would but eat it. Yes. Yeah. It's like not like a basic brownie. No, in any it's sense not at all. Or, or, so does it frustrate you when you make this awesome dessert that's sweet potato blondie and all this complexity and it's so good and no one orders it? I mean, it's frustrating trying to come up with production parts, you know, like how little can we make and still make it worth our time? Um, but, you know, I think it's okay to have one thing on the menu because you really like it and you want other people to like it, you know, as long as you're not throwing too much away. Um, and I'm sure you would always eat it or someone else there. <laughs> I'm sure nothing goes to waste that you're making Yeah, there. <laughs> I mean, we make small batches if we feel like we need to do that. But, um, yeah. But I, that's okay to have one dessert like that. So me. we fell in love with your desserts about a year ago. We went um, to Copper Indian Cuisine across the street from mm. 300 East, which is was a shame, and we should have just gone to 300 East. We weren't super impressed, um, but we didn't wow, want to get we didn't want to get dessert <laughs> there. It's just the truth, and we weren't impressed, so we didn't want to continue it and get dessert. So we ran across the street to get a dessert from you, um, and it was the milk cake. With the lavender gel on and the top. sorrel. And violet. The s- it was violet. Violet, I think. that's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Violet gel with yeah, sorrel, mm-hmm. sorbet or ice cream. Sherbet. Sherbet. And um, oh my gosh. I mean, we were just completely blown away by the presentation and the taste of it. Mm-hmm. We had never felt like we'd never seen like a dessert so beautiful and it tasted so good. Awesome. We had just been to San Francisco and we had like a sorrel dessert from somewhere. And we're like, wow, we have this place in Charlotte that's doing this. This is so amazing. Well, it was Noma. So that was this place in San Francisco does dishes from restaurants all around the world. And Noma had a sorrel dessert with like a sorrel granita. Mm -hmm. And so seeing that, we were like, this is major. Like this is cosmopolitan and it's right here. (laughs) So what made, like, is that your first time using sorrel with that dessert or had you been using it a lot? No, I love using sorrel with dessert. It's kind of like... um, what green apple wishes it tasted like. <laughs> That's oh, nice. a really good comparison. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, for a green, very, like, mm-hmm. it has, like, that so sweetness. So refreshing. And, yeah, mm-hmm. like a crispness. I love acid ingredients, so anything I find that um, can sub in for, like, lemon, you know, any other way I can get acidity on the plate, and sorrel is a great way to do that. And that's one of the things you're now known for is using, you know, vegetables and other unexpected ingredients, right, the violet gel, like that, mm-hmm. so... Um, like what makes you, like, how do you, like, I kind of, this is like Jason's question, but like, how do you like, what, I know you went to art school, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about that. So you went to the, was it the Chicago. Sh- Chicago? Yeah. The museum school. So it's the school of the art Institute and it's actually the art school that is, you know, paired with the art Institute of Chicago, the museum. Okay. So when I was there, I got to go into the museum for free whenever I wanted. So I was there, I was in the museum every day. That's amazing. So you're probably approaching these desserts with a visual mm-hmm. um, sense in addition yeah. to the taste. So, like, what co- what comes to you first as far as that? Like the plating and then or ingredients first. Um, the 
Ingredients are always first. Um, and I definitely, I think I use like that art background for sure. I mean, I'm not, not always in a visual, but even like when I come up with the flavors, like how do I, how do I compose, you know, how the flavors play off each other? How do I compose what colors are on the plate and what textures, either, you know, mouthfeel or visual textures. Um, and then, you know, sometimes a part of the plating will come to me or how I want it to look. And I always go with that first instinct because that's like, if I have that little piece of the visual, that's what makes my plates look unique. When I don't have that right off the bat, it doesn't come together as nice, you know? So sometimes I'll get a little bit of the visual, but usually I start with the flavors. Yeah, it's like painting on the mm -hmm. plate, really, like the way like the way that blondie looked tonight. I mean, it really looks yeah, like I didn't a, want to eat it, but then I <laughs> ate it in like two it's seconds. It's great that she managed to make it look nice in the to-go container. Amazing. I yeah. feel like most people would not put the effort. And I didn't say I was coming. I just, I like, I like to just go and blend in to just see how it comes out. It came out perfect. Well, it's actually funny. So a friend of ours, too, we told them about the violet sorrel dessert last year and right after that they went to the restaurant and they got like three desserts to go and they ate them in bed so <laughs> I think a lot of people are maybe getting your desserts to go because <laughs> Iris she was texting me she's like you're right the best thing I've ever tasted oh that's great yeah I mean I guess it kind of bothers me when people get desserts to go because a lot of them are not meant to travel like ice cream yeah. or <laughs> right yeah like I ate it like five seconds later though I guess as long as the flavors are there and it tastes good that's like the main point right so yeah I have but I have been chastised for taking ice cream to go I've tried to do it so a couple of restaurants <laughs> have told me no they're like we can't do that and I'm like but if I promise to eat it in five minutes and they'll be but I so I get that I mean you don't want it to get yeah, home and it ruins what you intended when it's like a puddle of ice cream and, right you know and then someone writes you a yelp review that says the ice <laughs> right. cream was all melted when right. i had it right my to-go food was cold <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and i live an hour away so i don't know you know yeah. what the issue was yeah jason's favorite thing to do is to read um bad yelp reviews mm. um, yes i have some prepared but yeah it's up uh, to you if you want him to read one <laughs> there are some funny ones my favorite he is, thinks it's hilarious that people try to play critic there on was yelp. one yeah. this weekend that came through that was so funny i sent it to my mom mom into our GM and I was like look at this like people are so weird like you know that like you should you should yeah. maybe. It, seems, it seems like you'd be down no, for someone it. gave Jason a one star one review and it was like I walked in and the the hostess didn't smile food was great everything was great one right. star everything one was star. great but like people just like they they expect the world when they go out to yes. eat and it doesn't matter where they are you know like they they have such you know <sighs> such expectations of like how things should be and they don't you know always consider like you know are they getting a good value for you know what's available in that establishment or like do they don't it's like they want everything they expect you know? that they're at like you know the absolute <laughs> right. they're at 11 or, madison park every time everyone they go anywhere. everyone's a critic and they don't know what they're talking about. Right. Well, they're almost that waiting too. for like one thing too. I feel like people are very much like, I I won't be impressed, you know, and you must impress me. And then they're right. just like, aha, you slipped up, you know, right. it's, I don't know. So what, what's the most frustrating thing about running the restaurant? Oh my gosh. Um, it's, that's a really hard question. Or maybe let me phrase another, what, what, uh, like, 
what do what does the public not know that you wish they knew when they came to dine at your place? Oh, that's a great way of putting oh, it. Oh, well, one thing I wish the public knew was that we're not. Oh, this is in the same vein of what we've been talking about with Yelp reviews. Like, we're actually there with the intention of making you happy. Yeah. Like, we <laughs> we want you to be happy. We want to accommodate you. Like, that's why we work in hospitality. So we're not all just like sitting back there like figuring how we can screw up your evening you know like we actually want Genius things to plotting. go well so I feel like you know some sometimes people have this image of like all of us restaurant employees like scheming on like how to make things go terribly for them that night or like trying to pull one over on them I think it's so that's so true I can definitely see that like in a lot of diners they're like you know like that you know, like what Jason like that hostess looked at me wrong you know right. I mean? like that waiter he doesn't like me. Right. <laughs> yeah, like it's just the opposite, right? Like everyone is literally there to serve you. And of course there's human error and fallibility in that equation. Right. That We want to make things right. And you know, there, there are plenty of times when like we drop the ball, you know, we screw up a lot. It happens, but we're, you know, we want to, we want to fix it. Um, so, but you know, fortunately the vast majority of our customers are not, not that easily put off. So. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the history. So yes, that's what you know. Three hundred East has been around a long time. And it's a Charlotte. It's a Charlotte institution. And your mother, now she started it or she bought it. So there was a small chain of restaurants in the Charlotte area in the seventies called the White Horse. There's still one in Rock Hill. There's one left, and they actually just I think they closed and like reopened in a brand new building and. Like, this just recently happened. Yeah, the guy just sold it. Okay. So we were part of that. Okay. My mother went to work for the White Horse. It was on East Boulevard. It was down the road. The building's gone now. Um, when I was a little kid, um, and it was a great place and, like, a great work family, but the owners, you know, did some things wrong and ran the business into the ground and bankrupted it, basically. And she got in her head she wanted to pull it out of bankruptcy and keep it going so um and how old was your was she at the time oh your gosh. mom um this was in like 1985 33 that's amazing yeah yeah um wow so they did it like they 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 made it happen my grandparents um went in on the building that we're in currently and they bought the building um my mother had one partner at that time from the old white horse um and brought a lot of the staff over and reopened as the White Horse still in where we are now at 300 East Boulevard. Was that building a house or what it was, was it? It was a single family house, oh, wow. eventually became apartments. Okay. And then, um, and then they, they demoed it and turned it into a restaurant. It's space. so beautiful. So, I love that house. It's like, it's a great old building. Like homey, like as a restaurant now, you get to feel like you're in someone's house. Yeah. And the way you did the glass on the outside, mm. it's really cool. My dad actually designed the renovation for it too. So they're not together, but he... Is your dad Kevin? No, that's that's my mother's second second husband, also an architect. Yeah. My dad is also an architect, so my mom likes architects. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she has a type. Yeah, it's not a bad type. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go Jewish accountant next time too. I'm already planning it. But architect's not a bad idea either. No. So I'm gonna think about it. Um, so you pretty much grew up 
I did. At 300 East. Then. I did. <laughs> like White Horse. No, so then they, yeah. she changed the name. Mm-hmm. Eventually changed the name. I think that was in the early 90s, like nine, maybe 92, that she decided to break away from the chain and reopen as 300 East. Um, Which is the address, right? That's the address. Yeah. So, yeah. so you were, were you like a hostess or were you helping in the kitchen? Um, let's see. I think when we first opened... As reopened as the White Horse, I was 13, and I think I did begin hostessing immediately. That's crazy. Um, it was <laughs> crazy. I was really bad at it. Yeah, 13, like, I mean, 15 yeah. maybe a hostess, but 13-year-old. Oh, I was terrible. <laughs> a lot of trust in you. <laughs> I was terrible. I'm sure that the, the entire staff resented it a lot. Um, and, you know, then I would wait tables when I was old enough, and... Every time I'd come home from school, I would wait tables through the summer and um, didn't really ever think about cooking until after I was done with college. So you didn't plan on coming back to to work there? No, no. Um, I was moving around cooking, um, and my mom called me and said that the GM had decided he wanted to change careers and that I think she said she had a couple of months before he left, and she asked if I would come take over his job. So I did. Wow. Um, and also was the pastry chef at the same time. <laughs> General manager and pastry yeah, chef. Yeah, it was awful. At what, like 22, 23? Um, not that young. Maybe like 20, 25 or 26. So started on pastries immediately. So had you done any work with pastries in Chicago? Yeah, I started, that was my first, my first exposure to pastry chef as career path was in Chicago. So I started there as soon as I was done with art school and then moved to um, Charleston and then to Detroit and worked in restaurants and bakeries, hotels for probably five years after school and then, then came home. So why desserts instead of, you know, sort of entrees? Um, At the time, I was more attracted to the creative possibilities of dessert. Um, That was, like, I I had developed a real interest in cooking and thought that that I would go down the culinary path. And then when I got my first restaurant job in Chicago, um, they had a pastry chef, and I didn't know that you could be a pastry chef. So I started following her around and I would come in on my days off and work with her. Um, And it just, I don't know, it just got me. I don't know how to explain it. So do you love sugar? Like I love sugar so much. No, the funny thing is I don't have a sweet tooth. So you don't have dessert every day? No. I have dessert like twice a day. No, I'm not a big sweet eater at all. Um, I just enjoy it as an art form, (laughs) you know? And of course, like I taste what I make and if I go out I always order dessert you know if it looks interesting Almost because I study would, it <laughs> right right yeah. um but I don't I'm not like a big I, I like salty snacks so. oh my gosh a salty girl mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> making dessert so who do you look up to in the pastry world um who are your models oh my gosh there are so many people doing such cool things right now um so I guess, like, my original pastry idol would be Michael Lascones. Um, he's, he's been around a while, but he just, his latest thing is he just opened a dessert bar in New York, which is, like... What's it called? Oh, my gosh. 
I can't pronounce it. Can I look it up? Yeah. I've never of heard of him. Yeah. There's no rules on this pod. I'll get no back rules. to you on that. I have to turn free. my phone on. But while you're looking, I thought you were going to say Christina Tosi first since you kind of, you kind of favor her. I didn't know <laughs> who Christina Tosi was until really recently. I'm really embarrassed about that. And then when I like when I look when I started looking at what she's done, I'm like like this woman did everything I've ever thought to do like 10 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's incredible. We love when Christina we go to New Tosi. York, we're going to bring you back she's some about our stuff. Okay. Yeah. You say you've never had the truffles or anything or has somebody um, tried them? You know, Lainey brought me back some stuff okay. um, from Vegas, from the milk oh, bar yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. Um, but it had, it had a couple days on it and I know that it probably wasn't, you know, as intended, like you kind of have to eat that I know, stuff. It's fresh. Yeah. 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 We'll get it on that day. Yeah. It's going to come straight. <laughs> we like to go there right there. before we go to the airport <laughs> and load up the carry-on with yeah. Milk Bar. <laughs> yeah. I did, have, um, I did have soft serve at um, Milk Bar in New York. Um, the cereal milk? It was, oh gosh, what kind of soft serve? It was like a tea soft serve with some kind of like tea crumble on top. Oh. It was oh, that amazing. sounds great. I've never well, she, had that She's one. like... So I listened to a podcast with her and David Chain, and she's talking about when she first started, and she did like these crazy flavors. Like she would do like barbecue sauce, soft serve, and like said nobody would order it, mm-hmm. but she did it kind of like what, what you were saying because she just liked it. Yeah, and uh, I think that's really cool. I think you just make what you want to make, but right. at the same time, you know, it's a business, and you have yeah. to. So you got to kind of mix both worlds. I'm very lucky um, at 300 East because of nepotism. I can make it interesting <laughs> for myself and not, you know, worry about keeping my job. Yeah, not worry about getting fired. Yeah, yeah. that's like actually the best kind of it's great. freedom. <laughs> um, but also, like, because of having been able to do that, I've built such a trust relationship with our customers that they know I'm not going to throw them a nasty curveball, so to speak. Like, they know if I put something on the menu or have it as a special, it's going to be good. Well, and it's also like the freedom, but also it's the greatest responsibility. Like, yes, you're free, but also, I mean, it's on your shoulders as a a co-owner. So, yeah, I'm always interested because I've worked for my dad and I'm just interested. What was it like? I mean, you coming back, what, what were you like? Were you nervous? Like what, what was going through your mind? Because it can either go. I feel like it either goes really good or really bad. Like the staff, kind of how you're saying, like they just resent you and hate you, or like how did you, how did you standard, how did you like, win over the right? staff when they when like, I came back to GM? Yeah. Well, I was so young that like I and I know I was terrible now, but I don't think I knew it then. So I was just oblivious. I just did it, and I'm sure like some people hated me immediately, and some <laughs> people it took them longer to hate me. <laughs> They got to know me first and then hated me. Um, but I was just, I was young and dumb. So I just, I came and did it. And um, you're probably working so hard you didn't have time to care about yeah, that anyway. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so I was terrible at it. So when, um, I mean, I tried, I really tried, but I'm just not born with that gift of, I think to GM a restaurant or to be in any position in the front of house, you really have to be great at reading people and, you know, have a gift for diplomacy and, you know, it takes a special kind of person. Um, and I'm not that person. Like I'm much better hidden away in the kitchen. Um, 
that's where I find my authenticity. And I think when I'm forced to be in the front of house, I just, I, I can't get it together. Like I can't project what I'd like to because it just doesn't come naturally to me. Um, so I just express myself way better through cooking for people. So you stepped away from that as soon as you could and got a hundred percent in the kitchen. Is that- I stepped away from it because I was pregnant and I knew that with a, I knew I wouldn't be able to continue doing the GM position. Um, because that is like having 40 children. Yeah. And, you know? and doing pastry and having your own children. Right. Yeah. Um, so I stepped away from that and dropped down to just being the pastry chef. And I'm super grateful to my mom for kind of allowing me the time and the space to do that um, and kind of be the parent that I wanted and needed to be when my kids were really little. Um, so, yeah, it was a like, you know, 25 to 30 hour a week job. So how old are your kids? Um, my son is 11 and my daughter's eight. Oh, wow. So how long were you in the, the role as pastry chef? Because last week, or this week, I guess, you stepped away from that role. So how long were you pastry chef at 300 East? I guess total it would be from 2001 until now. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And so you just stepped down and Lainey Parrish, your, she was your sous chef, mm-hmm. your sous pastry chef, and now she's pastry chef at 300 East. And you she are... Is. Um, kind of doing a little bit of everything. So, yeah, tell us about that. Um, first of all, Lainey's amazing. And oh my she's gosh. going to rock it. Like, she's, I can see already she's, like, right out the gate, like, exploding with all this stuff that she wants to do. And, like, as far as the nuts and bolts of it, like, she's totally got it. Um, well, you taught her well, and now she's, like, ready to, she called you her pastry mama, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was so cute. And she, well, we met her at the Unpretentious Palette Dinner, and, like, she's just... So full of life oh and energy. Gosh. I was like, I wish I had some of that. <laughs> I wish I had some of that too. Yeah. So whenever we're in social situations, I just let her do the yeah. <laughs> Because she's so much better That's great. at it. Yes, I love that. I need a Lainey. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like I'll turn amazing. off, let Lainey turn on. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I have for a long time at the restaurant been feeling like I needed more reach as far as, you know, what our menu looks like, how we evolve to not only, you know, keep our current customer base happy, but to bring new people in because you always have to be doing that. Um, And from the pastry department, I just haven't been able to get my hands in that enough. So I am working with the culinary team um, who's been there busting their ass all along. Um, to sort of drive the menu forward and, you know, see how we can um, take our local sourcing to the next level. I mean, we do a good job, you know, for what we are, but I'd like to see how we can um, incorporate even more seasonality. Um, We have a core menu and we have a lot of signature dishes that people are attached to. but there are some of those dishes that just are not, they're delicious, but they're not great from a sustainability standpoint. Um, and I'd like to see how we can start to tweak those dishes and maybe find something that people enjoy just as much um, that's not having such a negative impact on you know, fishing and our environment 
and, um, you know, incorporates, you know, products that use better farming practices and, um, and just are more modern. You know, some of our menu items have been on literally since Whitehorse days. So we have menu items that are 40 years old. And of course, over the years, we've tweaked a little bit just to make it a better product. Um, so I just want to see, you know, how we can continue to push that and maybe say, okay, we don't have to have this menu for the rest of our existence. Just because we started with it. Right. Um, so what's one dish you have your eye on, either one that's very not sustainable or very old-fashioned that you're wanting to change? Um, well, so this is, I'm, I'm kind of afraid to say the dishes yeah. <laughs> that I kind of have in my crosshairs because they're okay, no favorites. No one listens, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to like rip anything out from under anyone's Not the French windows. onion soup is what no. everyone's thinking. Oh God, no. Because <laughs> that's sustainable, right? Onions and beef broth, I, I guess. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's one of the less offensive. Yes. Um, okay, good. And it's delicious. Whew, I love that one. <laughs> um, but, you know, for example, so we have these delicious crab cakes on our menu and the recipe for those has been the same for I don't know it has to have been 20 years um but they've always come with the same thing it's a corn salsa with red peppers and like a spicy remoulade and I've been rolling things over since fall um just really slowly but it's been things that have been always rotating menu items, and now I'm looking at the spots where we've always done things the same. So this crab cake, I'm like, okay, how can we, we don't have to have corn on this dish year in, season in, season out. Right, so, especially not when it's not in season. Right. Yeah, right, yeah. And yeah, people may be attached to it, but let's see how we can do it in a more seasonal. So crab cake recipe is the same, um, but we're going to do a collard slaw and... Um, a pickled collard stem remoulade with it until we start getting spring produce in. So it's just things like that. Um, some so, some tweaks, because I'm sure the crab cakes are a very popular. They are. Yeah. Yeah. What's your best-selling dish? Um, so our best-selling dish, this is one of the ones I kind of have my eye on, <laughs> um, is an ahi, seared ahi tuna salad. Um, and it's it's amazing and delicious, and everybody loves it, and it's our highest-selling menu item. But you know, how much ahi tuna can the world produce, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and at so, what cost? Yeah, and it's... Yeah, tuna's one of the worst. It is. Mm -hmm. And it also, I mean, it has... Jason loves tuna, but I don't usually get it because it is high in mercury. Jeremy it's not Piven. Really, yeah, <laughs> the Jeremy Piven <laughs> mercury poisoning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always... I'm, I'm, yeah, it's not very sustainable, and, like, no. it's not maybe even the healthiest. But I know people love it. Like, Jason always gets tuna when he sees it on a menu. Yeah. Now I feel like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you're a terrible person. <laughs> so unsustainable. Tax but season, Jason. I love that though that you're you're willing to take things that you know are high selling and and change yeah, them up. I I'm think not sure how with that one yet, honestly. And and like I said, like I don't. It's really difficult to take something that your customers love and you know try to replace it. So you don't I'm not disappoint anyone. Yeah, I'm not in. there yet, but yeah. these are the things I'm thinking about as a long term. Just turning it over thing. in your mind. Like, How can you keep what people love right. but improve upon it? Right. Yeah. How can we do things better? Still yeah. make people happy. What's your personal favorite menu item? Mm. Oh goodness. That's a hard one. Um 
Well, we have a pork chop on the menu right now that's really tasty, but it's going to roll over soon. It's um, get it quick, people. Yeah. Get yeah, it quick. Don't wait. It's on a the Cheshire pork, chop. pork um, chop that's marinated in a miso and honey brine. Oh. Um, and then grilled, and it's on a um, butternut squash puree um, with miso honey butter and like a slaw with shishito peppers and cabbage and Asian greens. That sounds yeah. great. I know you've used miso in your desserts before too, right? Mm-hmm. That's like one of yeah. my favorite flavors. Yeah, that's. I like using things that will ground the sweetness and give the dessert some earthiness, and miso is a really good way to do that. That's and the that's, best I've seen people do, yeah. do like soy sauce and desserts too, so I'm interested in trying that. Like something mm-hmm. even stronger, yeah. Right. Yeah, I feel like that's the best way to describe your desserts is like they're they're like they're earthy and grounded. Like it's not just like fluffy sweetness. Like they're they have so much complexity and like that's just yeah they do feel very like. But they all taste very good. Oh my gosh! Thank you. And so so good. People need to be order order desserts that you're you need to take that little leap sometimes. Yeah, get the brownie, but also get get right. both. Get yeah, exactly. I always like to get you know three desserts for the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> three desserts for, so, for yourself. Yeah. So yeah, maybe sometimes just for me. So are you? Do you make desserts at home for your family? Are you whipping only up? for special occasions? Okay. Um, more of my baking effort at home goes into like waffles and. Um, muffins for the kids in the morning because they love that stuff. We'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. What time? (laughs) We've been doing like a muffin bar. So like we'll make, uh, we'll make the batter and then the kids will like add all their stuff into the muffins and we'll bake them. That's such a good idea. It's so funny. They just go crazy. You just set everything up for them and they Yeah. Like I get out all the stuff that might taste good in a muffin and they just like poke it into the, and I was worried, I'm worried because like my son is, He's growing up, you know. He's eleven. He's gonna be twelve in like four weeks. Um, so I get excited when he gets excited about like kid stuff like that. Because I'm sure it's getting yeah, yeah like more far between, right? Yeah. Where you're like <laughs> bake with mom, and yeah. he's like yeah, and you're like yes. Yeah, he'll be like I'm taking the Chevy out soon. Yeah, I date. He'll be like oh god. <laughs> yeah, I know that's gonna happen way too soon. Yeah, I feel like you would uh, you get hit up for like bake sales a lot, right, by the school. <laughs> um, you know, not really. Um, I do stuff for like teacher appreciation events oh. um, when I can, but you know, I had the past couple of years. I'm I'm really trying to take a step back because things like that I haven't had. I haven't felt like I had time to do as much as I want to. Like, I really want to be that person that participates and that volunteers at school and bakes stuff for the staff. And, you know, <laughs> and I, haven't, I, I haven't had the time that I need to be a nice person like that. So, well, I want that was my. That's one of the things that promoting Laney is hopefully going to. It'll help me be a nicer person. Even though you're still going to be working full time and raising your kids. Right. But yeah. like the the hours are one thing, but the focus and having my focus spread too thin is is really the culprit. Because you then know? you get mentally drained. Yes. Yeah. And then like I'm just not good at anything. So. Yes. So yeah, this way you can kind of, you can be a little bit better in, in all of the areas. Well, that's always what I want to ask. And I don't know if Jason cares about this, but this is always something that's made so interesting to me because we don't have kids yet. And I just want to know, you know about. that I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how do you have kids and, and work a full-time job and like have your sanity? Like how, how do you make all of that happen? Because I'm getting to a point where I want to have kids and I'm just, I'm not sure how 
how people do it. Honestly, it amazes me because women end up doing, of course, like this has been in the news a lot, like all of the, you know, like they call it like emotional labor, right? You still have to kind of clean and do all, even though no one really expects you to like write the thank you cards. It's like, I don't know, do you ever feel like your head's going to explode? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. It's really hard. Um, but I think, yeah, it's hard because, like, you're almost expected as parents to, you know, still do you're, – you're supposed to parent perfectly. You're supposed to do your job perfectly. You're supposed to be, like, an involved citizen. You're supposed to, you know, be out – at cocktail parties and socializing, you know, like you just can't, like you can't do it all. And if you try to do it all, there are very few people who can do it all well without going crazy. So like for me, I just try to prioritize each week or each day, like what part of my life needs the most attention today. So, you know, some days it's the kids, some days it's work. Some days it's trying to, like, create some kind of order in our house so that we're not living in complete squalor, you know? Which will make you feel better about work and everything right. else the next day. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and some things just go by the wayside right now. Like, somebody asked me recently, what, where, where do you, what do you do for fun? And I'm like, nothing. Like, I'm either working or I'm taking care of the kids. Yeah, I noticed you left out, like, taking time for me. Yeah, that does not happen. <laughs> no, like a bubble bath a day or it something. It doesn't happen. No. But the good thing is I really love my work. So yes. that, to me, counts as me time, although I know that doesn't really count. Like, I'm exhausting myself. But, um, but, but yeah, I love, love it. So, doing it. So it's exciting yeah. and it keeps me you know, keeps me energetic. Um, but yeah, it's really, you can't, I don't, I don't know if you can make it all work. At least I don't know. I don't know how it's possible either. Yeah. Some days some things slip, but then the next day you'll, you'll pick them back up. Right. right. So then it all sort of right. evens out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I plan on ignoring my kids. Not talking to them for <laughs> that years. happens sometimes too, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, that's the great thing about guys is like, they don't think things like I should you know, be a better school mom, you know, like for PTA. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know like about dads, that. Dads don't really, I don't, I don't know about some that. Some of them do. It depends <laughs> on the person. My husband has, I'm always impressed with my husband because like, I feel like when we first had our son, he started out like that. And like every year he gets better and like he turns on, on another part of his brain to where, you know, suddenly he's, like he's activity dad now. Like he takes the kids to all their taekwondo and their swimming, and like he does that. And I didn't really have to ask him, you know. And he enjoys it. So it's every year I notice like he's added a new skill to his repertoire. It's really cool. He's getting a better dad by the year. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. But I think you just have to be curious and open. You know, be open minded to men. Yeah, yeah. We're not all terrible. People. <laughs> I found a pretty all right one. <laughs> I think Jason That's probably will enough. be better at being a parent than I am. I'm like, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed all you the time. You said you wanted to kill our dogs this week. I did. I like, don't know how, <laughs> like with babies, I understand how women must get to a point because we have a, an elderly senile dog. Oh, and yeah. it was like, you know, we were, we were staying with his parents a little bit and then it was raining so much. Do you have pets? Do you have dogs? We have two cats right now, but we did own an elderly senile dog. So you know exactly recently. what I'm talking yeah. about. And it's like, I love him so much, but there was a day this week where I was like, I'm just going to You said, keep. and I quote, I hope he dies today. <laughs> <laughs> and then later that night, I held him extra tight, but I did. I said, I am done with this dog. I said, he's too old. He can't walk. He's having, he was, he had an accident every day last Aww, week because we were okay. at his parents. I know. And he didn't know where he was and he yeah. can't see. And it's like, I know I feel, 
sound like a horrible person, but I was like, I am Aww. done with you. <laughs> and I know I did. I, we made up last night and I apologized, but like just the frustration level that I get, that's something that I'm working on where I'm like, ah, <laughs> I can't, yeah. can't do that with children, especially yeah, once they can I mean, hear what you're And you saying. find like, you find a new patience when you have kids. I hope so. You do. It just comes like that's a part of your brain that grows. Maybe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I it, need that. It appears. I, hope so too, yeah. I need one for Jason too, because poor Jason. <laughs> I tried googling that guy in New York. I couldn't find it. How do you spell his last name? Oh, uh, Lesconis. Oh God, I, there's an L in there. There's Here. a lot of. No wonder I didn't do it right. I'll look it up. Because <laughs> I wanted to hear more about that. Because wanna... we are going to New York. In oh, a month, you have to go. And I don't know that we've heard of this place. We literally have, we ha- when we go on trips, we just eat. And I have like seven reservations, and we're going for less than 48 hours. Oh, that's my god! That's how Scotty and Pancake rolls. Yeah, we how like- do you do it? Because I tried to go on an eating trip um, last summer because I had a couple of days pop up, and I'm like, I am going to Boston because I mm. love their culinary scene. I love Boston. I made myself so sick. I was, was going to say. So, so sick. So the first time I went to New York There's a lot of training. Him. There's a lot of training involved, Ashley. You, had to, you can't just go to Boston and say, I'm going to eat, you know, seven course tasting menus every day. Well, so I'm better now. So the you first time train. we went to New York together, on the way back uh, in the plane, I like, this was like, we had just started dating and I had like major gastric distress on the plane and thank God it's a short flight from New York to Charlotte. And I was like, drop me off, take me home. <laughs> I was like, I have to go. And he was like saying goodbye and I was shutting the door and I was like, I was like sick as heck. Oh my gosh. It's Our, the worst. Yeah. So Las Gonas is, is it L-A-I-S? Um, I'm going to share it with you right now. Perfect. I'm it wrong. Yeah. Oh, he was at Le Bernadin. Yeah. Is that right? So that, so I worked that? with, um. That's how you say it. How I worked with it? him briefly when I was in Detroit. No way. Oh. I did. Oh, so you know Celebrity. this guy. I just sent him your sent you his profile. You know him personally. Um I my boyfriend at the time was a sous chef at this restaurant called Tribute that was in Farmington Hills, Michigan. Um and Michael was the pastry chef there. And it was Valentine's night and I had never not worked on Valentine's night. And of course my boyfriend was working. So I'm like, can I just come like stage with you guys? So I came in and, um, and I was pastry person. So they put me with Michael in the pastry department and it was, it was so awesome. Like he was so brilliant, talented, his, the way he designed his plates was just a huge influence to me just from that night. Um, and I saw things I had never seen before. And he was like, so nice and complimented me on everything that I helped him with. And he, you know, he was like, you know, not everybody has the finesse to do this stuff. And like the first chance I get, I'm offering you a job. And it was awesome. You know, he, and he was just so like, un, there, there was no ego there, you know? And he or, told you that you were onto something and that probably yeah. made you go for it, which is like, it we can, really we can credit great. him for you because you probably were inspired to be like, yeah, I can, I can really, really do this. Um, it's Recolette Pastry yes. Bar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying Recolt. Maybe Recolt. Maybe I'm not Sorry. sure how to pronounce it. That's I why I, I just showed it to you. Recolt <laughs> sounds sounds French. <laughs> yeah, um, Recolt. I, I don't know, but anyway, we'll go there. Please do. And we'll do. report back because yeah, we'll tell him. We'll tell him you sent us. <laughs> yeah, he's he's amazing. So I I mean, and I I admire not only his um, you know, his artistry, um, but his curiosity, like he's, he's one of those chefs who just is always trying to do things better. 
Um, and he's a great teacher. I've taken a couple of classes from him since and amazing. Like he just shares everything. Like he wants to give you everything he knows and send you out into the world to make better desserts, which is really cool. A lot of people are going to be like, don't take my recipes. Don't go do my things. Right. Or, you know, just aren't, um, he's very open to discussing ideas in class. You know, not every teacher is that way. They're like, well, do it my way because why would you do it any other way? You know, and I don't want to talk about it. And he's, He's not like that. He's not locked in. Yeah, he's never locked in. Well, this is a perfect segue to what you've done in our city, which is you have spread the pastry love. Yes, you have so many babies. You have, I do you're have the lots pastry of mama. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, every every baby that's gone out there and done cool things in pastry in Charlotte has come to me already like so talented and so like self-possessed and with such a skill set already, you know? So, I can't really take credit, but I'm glad that they they you give credit. Got enough out of working <laughs> with me to then, you know, go out there and and be on their own. Well, so many. Stuff. We'll Miranda, talk about some yeah. of the people that have come through your wing, under your wing. Let's see. Well, Miranda, Miranda Brown was the first, um, I guess, the first assistant or sous chef that I had that was as excited about what we were doing with the dessert program as I was. Like, she's the first person who was like, oh, my God, you guys are doing such cool stuff. I want, can I come work with you? And that was, I was like, what, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody had ever taken an interest before like that. And the few people that I'd had helped me out, um, you know, either kind of lost interest or the focus eventually. Like, maybe they figured out it wasn't really where they wanted to be or you know, they'd work with me for a few days and then they'd, you know, move. <laughs> like, <laughs> they'd be like, this is too hard. <laughs> or just, you know. Fuel pizza's hiring. Nothing, nothing like, really, nobody ever now. really stayed, you know, so. <laughs> well, it's very transient. And so I guess when yeah. you get someone who's like really invested and wants right. to stay, because even the best restaurants, they're like, you know, it's going to be a transient staff for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, So she was like, teach me she your ways. She was gung-ho. And, <laughs> and it was it made me feel like it validated me. Like it made me feel like, okay, what we're doing here is a good thing. And, you know, people could be excited about it and, um, you know, let's, let's push it, you know? So, sorry, I'm getting froggy. I know we keep you, we're keeping you talking. (laughs) Um, so that she, she just has such curiosity again. Like, I feel like that's the most important one of the most important aspects of being a chef is staying curious. She's just a, oh, she really is a baby, right? I was looking at her picture. She looks like she's like, oh, 20. Oh my god! I think Miranda is 24. <laughs> yeah, she's just a little baby she's, child. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to go to Asbury, but Yvonne has, we had our wedding. We Everyone stayed there at the <laughs> We Dunhill, just told the story like two weeks but ago. But you need to hear it because. No, I'm not going to retell it. But the, I have, I have an, an issue incident with the Dunhill. The Dunhill. I don't okay. have an issue with the Asbury, but. I love the Asbury. I still don't want to bring my darkness through their doors oh, just no. yet. <laughs> so Jason's like, let's go to the Asbury. And I'm like. Well, you should go to Sweet Escapes then. What's Not that? Sweet Escapes. I'm sorry. Um, Sugar Shock. Sugar Shock is the dessert dinner that Jossie. Lukasic puts on for Project 658 every year. I think this is oh. the fourth year. When is it? Um, it's in March. I think like March so around 15th or 16th maybe. Sugar. 
Um, and it's like a seven course dessert dinner and they do some savory. That's like your dream. Oh my gosh. Apps beforehand. And then they yeah. have seven different pastry chefs. That's so what I need. Like a little bit of cheese and bread. Yeah. And, and Miranda's doing that. Full desserts. Are okay. you going to be in that? No, I'm not. Um, I didn't get asked to do it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, fuck that. We're not going to that shit. No, I go every year. Okay, um, well, I definitely Oh, maybe we'll do dine that. together. We can judge yeah, people Yeah, we'll sit again. next to you again and be like, oh, this is a coincidence. They do such a good job. <laughs> like, you, it sounds kind of like torture to sit and eat seven courses of dessert. No. But they're to who? so balanced, and they do such a good job of not making anything, like, super sweet. Or like you can't finish right. one of them. I just yeah, that's no. I could amazing. totally. I think I had a seven course dessert after lunch today. <laughs> Seriously, I was working from home today, and I was like, I had this like a bowl of gummies and a bowl of sour. Oh, I know this is this is like at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Like I get like this. I mean, it's like a crack addiction. Yeah, <laughs> it's like my brain is trained to want it. It's definitely all the time. addictive. Oh if I gosh. get on a sugar kick, it happens every once in a while. It, I find it hard to stop. That's the thing. The more yeah. you have, the more it's mm-hmm. like crack. It's so. like cheese. <laughs> cheese is that way too. See, I, oh, don't, I love cheese. I don't care about <laughs> cheese. At least I have that going Tsumami. for me. Yeah, I'm not I'm not much of a salty person, but yeah. So, okay. So I do want to go to the Asbury or to Sugar Shock and check out Miranda Brown. We're gonna do. We're gonna sign up for that today. Yeah, for sure. And then the the lady at um, Haymaker, mm-hmm. Jason Ashley loves her Anna, stuff. Ashley Anna Tuttle. She Tuttle. um. So she was already. A full-time bakery manager at Amelie's. Um, That's right. She's a Johnson Wales grad. And she came to me just because, I mean, she already had a full-time job, but she just was hoping to be able to get closer to sort of the creative side and, you know, learn some plating skills and develop sort of that side of her, you know, skill set. So like you going in on your off days in Chicago right. and all of that, yeah. So she worked with us like one or two days a week for a year or so um, <clears throat> and then decided she wanted, wanted to go for it as a restaurant pastry chef. So she was the opening pastry chef at Haymaker and developed an amazing bread program there. Um, and then she decided to go from there to Community Matters Cafe, which is going to oh. be opening soon. It's... Um, it's Ed Price, who was the, um, he was sort of the director of operations for Project 658. For, I did not know that. For a she while. was leaving there. Jason mm-hmm. had, uh, what was it that you had there that you liked so much? Was I almost, liked all the desserts was there. Like that was the brownie. highlight of Haymaker. She was the best part he of it. He raved about this dessert for she's weeks really after talented. we went. Yeah, and it was very, very delicious. And I believe she's doing Sugar Shock, too. She did oh it last gosh. year, and her dish was amazing. Fuck that place. You, they didn't invite So you. have you been in it before, though, or do you we, always just go? No. You know, Jossie, it must have been four or five years ago, Jossie um, came to me and was like, would you want to be involved in doing getting this, like, multi-course dessert dinner started in Charlotte? And I did want to be involved, and we couldn't. We just couldn't get it off the ground. Um, so... She kind of, you know, put it to the side for a year or two, and then eventually found, she found, you know, her venue, which is Project 658, which is a beautiful space. Um, and that's the, that's actually the charity that the event raises money for. So she goes in and does this dinner, and then the ticket sales go to the organization. What is the organization? Project 658. Um, so they train um, refugee families, um, for, train train members of families for jobs in the culinary field, 
Um, they have a medical That's clinic. Cool. Um, they have a lot of programs to, you know, help people get settled and find community and, you know, help with financial stability. And it's a really cool organization. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's it's cool. over on Central Avenue. Um, and so their venue for doing all this is basically this huge event space that's gorgeous. And they have a fully, you know, functioning kitchen. And, um, you know, a lot of their graduates and, you know, program members, you know, work in the kitchen and work the events and gain experience that way. So That's really cool. We're definitely going to go to this. What? <laughs> okay, when you're not eating at 300 East... Mm. Where are you? Where are you going around town? When you what go are your, out, to what eat. are your favorite yeah. spots? Desserts or savory? Yeah, or, you you yeah. don't have to. So, like I, we touched on earlier, I don't get out a whole lot right now. <laughs> so kind of busy. <laughs> um, when if I go out, it's usually one of our sort of family favorite places that's really close to our house. So we'll either go to New Zealand Cafe. Or we'll go well, now to... now we know where you live. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> or Hawthorne's Pizza or Tony's Pizza. Tony's Pizza. Yeah. Um, or Red Sea, which is right yes. on yeah. the way home from... Like, it's right in between school and our house. Love that place. Um, I do, too. And the owner is so nice. Um, and I'm trying to think of anywhere else. That's kind of our little... That's kind of our rotation if we go out. Um as far as, like, my favorite meals I've had in Charlotte, um, every experience I've had at any of Bruce Moffat's restaurants has been the best. So um, I've been to Stagione once. It was amazing. Good food I've been to a couple of times. Everything's spot on every single time. Barrington's was the first place I ate when I moved back to Charlotte in 2001, and I still remember what I had. So, like, every experience We've never been to Barrington's. We're going in... A couple weeks. Yeah, I can't believe we haven't been there yet. But he is very good at crafting a vibe, too. Mm. I always love, like, there's always, like, a moody, like, you know, I don't know. Somewhere, I can't remember where I read this, but someone ranked, it might have been the agenda, but, like, one of his places is, like, a good second date spot. No, I think it was Kathleen Purvis, maybe, so I shouldn't have said the agenda. Just, <laughs> so there's a just big difference. name drop. But, yeah, wow. like, but I just read, I was reading one of her places, and she said, like, it's a good, like, second date place. Like, I don't know. It's, like, intimate but fun. Like, that's always yeah. the vibe. He's he's really good at what he does. Um, I've I love Fudo Buddha. Oh, that's my um, number one. Gosh, do you know Chef Shortino pers- personally? Because I'm him. trying to get close to him no, either. I just I I'm him. trying to climb into his window at night. <laughs> he calls the cops. <laughs> She's not joking. This no, is like, I have like I'm really don't <laughs> give her your address. <laughs> you would not want to come in my house. I promise you. It's like. A sea of like pe- little pieces of plastic toys and like candy <laughs> wrappers and school papers and dirty laundry. That's like all my. No, that's a great right deterrent that's for her, criminals. That's her dream. So <laughs> yeah. like, they'll step on weird. like a Lego, right? And then they'll just yeah, yeah, yeah out of there. Like scream. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, those are great choices. Uh, Lainey and I went out to Bardo recently. It was really really good. Jason's um, obsessed with Bardo. He's going there after this. Like, I can't okay. keep him Maybe. away from Bardo. Know. It'll be like a Tuesday night at eight. And he's like, let's go to Bardo. And I'm like, I'm staying on the couch and he'll just go by himself. Mm. He's obsessed. <laughs> um, 
Most of the places I've been out out lately have been food events. Like the unpretentious palate meat and potatoes dinner was such a great dining experience. Yeah, that was so for me. good. Like every dish was. Oh my gosh! Just nailed it. And then Lainey and I also went to. Um, I drag. We'd go to all food events together because. Ben is pretty into food. Her husband, my husband does not view food as entertainment. So like yeah. I can only, I have to pick and choose what I That's tell so him interesting. has to come to. So, um, but we went to the Soul Sisters oh, yes. Soul Food Sessions that and it was amazing. so, so good. So I, I hate that I don't get out to a lot of the restaurants, um, but like if I do get out, I guess it's good that I get to eat like seven different chefs' food instead of yeah. one. Yeah, I it's guess. like a, I don't getting know. a lot of bang yeah. <laughs> into one evening. Um, well, we had the same favorite dish, I think, at the um, meat and potatoes. Was it Jamie, Jamie Barnes? Barnes? Yeah. Those biscuits. Oh my God, the biscuits were the best. I felt validated because I'm like, you said those are the best biscuits you'd ever had? And I was yeah. like, okay, good, because I thought those were spot on. Those biscuits were after my own heart. Like yes. soft and like, but just like they but still the had the structure. Flavor, structure. Like, oh my God. They weren't, they didn't just like dissolve, you know? Yes. He's, he's brilliant. We still haven't been to What the Fries, his I truck. I haven't either. Okay. I was like, we just need, we need to go do that for sure. But yeah, that was a great event. But it I want to go to one of those soul, soul sessions too. Highly recommend. They're really good. Okay. Yeah. What's, what's your favorite dessert you've ever made? Ooh. Favorite I've ever made? Yeah. Oh my gosh. What or maybe the one you're most proud of. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I know they're all your babies, but you had to pick your favorite one. <laughs> so I really, really like the iterations of um sunchoke desserts oh. that I've done because it's such a interesting, like earthy, fascinating flavor. And like when you can get that earthiness into something that's also definitely dessert, I think it just takes it over the top. Um, I had one of those. It was at the send off for the was it Charleston food for the and Charleston. Wine? Yes, it was like a like a, like a whoopie pie. It was a pie. soft cookie. Yeah. It was kind of like a whoopie pie. So that one was, um, that one was a soft sunchoke and caramelized white chocolate cookie with pecans, toasted pecans. You missed that, Jason. And then in the middle was a salted maple buttercream. Wow, and it was just incredible. like. It hits like every. It hits all of the places in your mouth. Yes, when you get that, like Jason always laughs when I say this, but like that tingle in your molars. Mm-hmm. That's when you know all the flavors are happening. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Jason yeah. never knows what I mean. <laughs> and then <laughs> anything with out. celery, like I've done a couple yes. celery desserts, Those usually involving tried. some kind of soft cheese and walnuts or peanuts and raisins so like kind of ants on a loggy flavor profile usually <laughs> or like waldorf they never salary. sell but it's so good it that's my great. husband's favorite that i've ever made he always asked me to make that celery sorbet that went with that dessert is, is that coming back because i want to try that now. i think that would be a relief i like to do it when our um, local people have celery and that's not all the time so when I see that happen again, I'll probably bring back something. Well, I can't do that now because it's up to Lainey. Oh, that's right. So you're not you're not giving any contribution. <laughs> she wants my input. Okay. Um, and I'm kind of happy about that because it's it would be really really tough for me to just like walk, walk away, away from yeah. my baby. Um, and it's hard for me to stop talking about it. Like, oh, uh, maybe I'll do. Yeah. Oh, wait, <laughs> it's yeah. not totally up to me anymore. <laughs> But um, I don't think it would take much pushing to collaborate with her on a special every once in a while. Well, if that happens, you have to let us know immediately. Yeah, please. We'll be there for sure. (laughs) 
Well, do you want to do the best thing? I have one more oh, question, and yes. then and yes, then sir. we can wrap this up. Uh-huh. Okay. She's been on a field trip with fourth, fifth, and sixth graders <laughs> all day, so... Poor, yeah. poor Ashley, I can't believe <laughs> you must be ready to crash after this. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of losing it a little bit. Yeah. Good. That's perfect. That's where we want you to be. That's um, Jason's. That's where the magic happens. <laughs> okay, so what's your favorite like trashy dessert? Oh, trashy God, dessert, like questions. a Twinkie oh, or like, like dipping something. your French fries oh. in a Frosty. Yeah, oh or a Twinkie. Gosh. I like that too. Okay, um, Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> don't t- don't taint her mind. Sorry, I'm just thinking of mine. Um. Oh, I can't think. I don't know. Double stuff Oreos. I can think of <gasps> oh, so many gross things I like. So over. I do not get into like all the flavors of Oreos. Like I think there's that's so many. Gross. Like yeah, that is just, gross. You should just have Oreos. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oreos I'm like, are Ron fine. Swanson with Oreos. Yeah. Like just just give me the plain Oreos. Um. So, but over the holidays, they had this one that was peppermint bark. And we loved them so much that we stockpiled them. (laughs) We were still eating them through January. They were so good. It's going to be like July. They were like the Oreo, Oreo. like the chocolate cookie on the outside, but the inside was, it was like just white peppermint flavored cream. But then it had like these um, sugar crystals in it. So they were crunchy. So you got, it was like biting into like little pieces of candy cane. So good. So it had like the texture to yes. it. All right, we're going to have to stock those yeah. next holiday season. And you know, I'm, I've been obsessing over them. So I've been thinking I might try to go to like Big Lots or somewhere that has like the leftovers or the yeah. dollar store <laughs> and see if they have them. Like, I'll take all of your expired peppermint right. bark Oreos, please. Because <laughs> they I don't really that. expire, really. That's I mean, a perfect, perfect yeah, answer. That is a great answer. What's your favorite trashy dessert? I want to know, Jason. Oh, man. <laughs> well... I was thinking, so I go to Earth Fair a lot, and they like a, a grocery store cookie. Like I don't, they make it like super soft. I don't know how they do it, but that that might be my favorite trashy thing. Mm-hmm. Grocery store cookies. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. The know. bad thing about those is that, or maybe a good thing is that if you eat more than one, like you feel sick. Yeah. Oh yeah. I. But the Oreos, it's like. Yeah. Yeah, you can really eat the whole pack. Yeah. I think the serving size is like two or something. It's yeah, like with no. Girl Scout cookies, it's two. I've been eating a lot of Girl Scout cookies lately. Yeah. yeah so don't tell me my serving size. Yeah, no, don't don't put that on me. That's <laughs> what I say it is. Um, okay, so best thing you ate this week. Who wants to start? <laughs> Ashley knows the answer. So okay. I do. I, guess, I have honor. to think this week. You knew immediately because we did a little did. bit of prep for this beforehand. I'm so excited to find out what it is. So um, like I said, Lainey's like come busting out of the gate with her promotion. And she, like she, her special this week was like, it was dynamite. It was, so she did, we had Girl Scout cookies that we had bought to make stuff out of. So she took the Samoas and she built the flavors of this dessert around the Samoas. So what she made he a tres cheesecake. Um, I think it had four milks in it. Though. There was coconut milk in there somewhere. So it was a coconut tres cheesecake, and then the cream on top. She did a like a caramel, really intensely caramel flavored whipped cream on the top. So it was like a coconut caramel tres leches, and then she did an ice cream with. It was a coconut-based ice cream with crushed-up Samoas and, like, a caramel oh, ribbon through it. What the? And a really so dark chocolate sauce. Is that still on the menu? It's the special this weekend. 
So you should have got it Sunday. today. I know. Yeah, you should have gotten two. I what can, were we I saying? I can go back. You can go back tonight. What time do they That's close? That's the best part about it's America. You guys close. It was so good. And I, I was like, this is one of the best things I've ever eaten. Ever. We close at 11 tonight. All right, Jason. There's yeah. still time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> It was insane. Well, so not just this week, but one of the best things you've eaten. Yeah. It'd be ever. weird if I ordered two desserts to go from three. And I could years. tell, like, she was cutting them and garnishing the little cake slices. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so beautiful. And then it tasted like it looked, you know? It's amazing. Okay, we're doing that this weekend, 100%. Yeah, yeah Lainey's, you need that in Lainey's your life. great. How exciting. The way you describe, like, there's been two things. When you said that and then when you said... Which what was the other thing she was talking about? I was like, I need this immediately. The celery or the sunchoke? The, the Oreos, sun probably. The, no, the, no, the sunchoke. Uh, Publix, you can get that. When you said maple buttercream, oh yeah, I was like, oh, I need that so bad. We're all about the food porn. Yeah. Here. What about you, Jason? What was the best thing? Okay, you ate? I don't want to. I, I don't want to like pander. Pander. <laughs> don't pander. But Uh-oh. I didn't. I didn't do a lot of good eating this week as it's tax season. I work till like midnight every night. He's been I felt like a sous really chef. Late. Yeah. He's um, been working the chef hours. So I've been eating a lot of uh, gas station tornadoes. <laughs> oh, he loves those. No, I wouldn't so say gross. I love them, but <laughs> well, you get them a lot. If you're someone who doesn't love and them. Circle K has these new, uh, fried chicken, uh, spicy chicken sandwiches for lunch. Cause I have like three minutes for lunch. It's disgusting. Don't ever eat it. Tax um, season's not great for him. Anyway, I did go to 300 East tonight. And I had the dessert and it was even better than I thought it was going to be just the way it was plated and all I, I love textures. So the texture of the little oats Mm -hmm. when you had the, the brownie and the brownie was, I hate a hard brownie. Yeah. A hard brownie is like. The blondie, but yeah. uh, Well, whatever. A hard, (laughs) a hard cake thing. It's like, that's why the terrorists hate yeah. us. If something yeah. has butter in it, it shouldn't be straight out of the refrigerator. Yeah. Yes. And you want so. it to have all the butter. Mm-hmm. So it was just, just mixing everything. And that ice cream, that goat cheese, whatever you said was in it. Sweet with potato. Sweet potato. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. And Yay. And I can't believe I missed the Samoa thing because I would have got both. I know. You were just so laser focused because if you would have read the menu, I knew you would have gotten both. And the guy, the, the bartender, he... I don't think he's ever had the blondie. And he looked at it. He's like, that looks really good. <laughs> You're like, yeah, get one right now. I was like, it probably is. I'll tell you in three minutes. <laughs> well, I would say that, but I wasn't, I had like a tiny bite. I didn't let so, her eat it. I was like, yeah. oh, back off. I, I felt he, that was his, you know, he went to go get it. I felt like, you know, since he, you know, he gathered the food, he got to enjoy that one. So I'm going to go have it. I want to go get it for real. Cause I want to take a really good picture of that. Cause as beautiful as it was on the foil, you know, you can't get that that Instagram shot. Um, but we were staying at your parents this week, uh, the whole week, really. We rented our place out for the All Star weekend. Oh wow, yeah. that was smart. It was so we made really some smart money until. <laughs> no, don't tell. So. <laughs> well, Jason didn't have his bank account updated with Airbnb correctly. It was like a closed bank account. Oops. So basically, we spent all week like moving to his parents staying we'll eventually there, get the money back. but we didn't get the money let's just yet. say it's a with a nigerian prince right now yeah. but we'll eventually get it <laughs> eventually it's like but we're just waiting for this payoff because it's been like an exhausting week and then it's like oh my god yeah <laughs> one of those things where it's oh, like we didn't i hope check. that happens that would suck yeah i yeah. me too so it was like kind of a stressful week but um i was really craving luna's and we went to lunch with a couple of our blog friends and we were like let's go to um the new place the manchester in, the manchester which used to be 
the liberty. liberty. Um, and so we were kind of deciding where to go, and they had all decided on the Manchester, and I got it in my head that I wanted Luna's. Or now it's just called Living Kitchen, I guess. And I was like, let's go to Living Kitchen instead, and everybody said no. <laughs> no one ever wants to eat. Like ve- I'm not vegan. It's I like so meat. good, though. It's so good there. And I never go. I feel like that's like a kind of a special occasion spot because it's on the pricier side. Um, and I was like at his parents, so I knew I couldn't cook at home. So I was like, I got it in my head. I wanted Luna. So they didn't want to go. So I went before we went to the Manchester, and I got something to eat for breakfast the next day. It's their buckwheat. And they serve it cold, so it's like an overnight oats, but they do it with buckwheat. buckwheat and it has chopped up Granny Smith apples in it. And I Wish dream it were about sorrel. it. Yeah, what, yeah, so it needs sorrel, but I just, it's my favorite thing there, and they've always had it on the menu. And before I even knew Jason, when I was like single living on my own, I used to go on Saturday mornings and get it and sit by myself with a book. So it's like Aww. good memories and also like such a good dish. That sounds good amazing. Good memories when you were single? Yeah, I wish, you know, those days are gone now, but I used to eat buckwheat alone. <laughs> no, I still ate it alone, um, just at my desk. But yeah, so that was That's really beautiful. good, and I really liked it. And I, I want to go there more. I like I like it there, although I wish it was still called Luna's. I feel, I feel like Luna's is a way more fun name than Living Kitchen, even right. though I guess it's more to the point. It is. Yeah, but, but yeah. I'm going to call it Luna's. And I, when I drove up, the sign still says Luna's, so I'm like... And 300 East, hmm. like the naming of that, that was like before the trend to name That's your true. restaurant like that. There yeah. were a couple different names in play, and I think that my mom just decided maybe that they were all too cheesy and she was just going to do something simple. Simple's best. But like she never, almost called yeah. it Stella's. Some people were wanting her to call it Stella's because it's streetcar station. Is the oh, little, like, my gosh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> English major in me likes that. Yeah. <laughs> people wouldn't get it, but yeah. <laughs> you know, to explain it. I think it. that's what she was thinking. So. Yeah. 300 East it was. But it's so funny how many people on the phone say, and where are you located? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're at, we're at the corner of, three, of East Boulevard and Cleveland Avenue. And what's your address? <laughs> it's 300 East. Yeah. And what's the easier. name of the restaurant? <laughs> it's 300 East. <laughs> yeah, yep, there's no mistaking it. Mm-hmm. And you guys have parking, right, in we the do. back, which I think yeah. is... It's very luxurious. I, I pulled up very right... Luxurious. I actually pulled up in front today. Like, Did you where really? The, it was... How lucky on a Friday I'm night. Blessed. Yeah. I feel like parking's such a thing now. So for you guys to it have is. that luxurious is the best word to describe ample parking. It is. <laughs> There's space for our customers and our employees to park. So that's fantastic. unheard of. <laughs> Especially in that area. It's it a now. little tight on busy lunches sometimes because the other businesses in the complex are open too. But I'm sure you do a very robust part. weekday lunch. Yes. Yeah, usually lots of like I know that there's lots of like doctors and everything people. in that. I bet there's some been. Street. I bet there's been some good deal making at 300. Yeah, because <laughs> because yeah. you they, you have the booths and you go in the booths and you're like, mm-hmm. um, it's a meeting spot for some people. Yeah. We have a, yeah. a lot of friends who come and have meetings there all the time. And I don't know how because it gets so loud when oh, we're yeah. full, but. Well, that's like they don't want people to hear. They're making their yeah, their really shakes. It's, like, it's like I'll give you a They're million dollars. They're writing on tablets. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is my plan. <laughs> yeah, I they're love just it. emailing each other. Well, so do you do the social media for? I do. Okay, I do, and it's it's bad because like it's really we've had a couple of kids like come through the restaurant and be like, oh, I can do that for you. And then I'm, I'm like over here cringing. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> like it's you lit. have great intentions, <laughs> but you don't really quite get us yet. Um, so I do it. Um, but the bad thing is that I'll post pretty regularly for like a week and then 
one day I wake up and realize I haven't posted in like two weeks <laughs> on anything <Yeah. laughs> because I've just been too busy doing other stuff. So, you know, I've been thinking for a while about trying to get some help with that, but it's it's also really hard to take that stuff when we've never had help with those kind of things. It's like, oh God, what if we choose the wrong person? Or like, what if this blows our budget? Yeah. Because we've never spent money on that before. Yeah. It feels like something you can do yourself, but of course now it's growing to be something that is time consuming. It's very time consuming. And, um, and I'm, I'm only like very mediocre at, doing it so well you're out there building the content that someone will put on there either you know for you but where right. so we can find you at at 300 east on instagram right um three at 300 east underscore, on instagram right? yeah okay no, no and underscore. facebook and then we have a twitter account that we don't really use so same with same. us <laughs> don't really use twitter much i just get very political on our twitter <laughs> No, I'm joking. I don't do that. And you're Ashley B. Boyd on Instagram, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, everyone follow her. Yeah. Is it's there any other place account. we should find you? Um, Besides your house with all the toys and the laundry. Right. Yeah, so her address <laughs> is 300 East. <laughs> yes. No, I'm pretty much just at work and at home, and yeah. today on a bus full of stinky children yeah. <laughs> hurtling back from Raleigh. And then with these stinky late. children here in the podcast studio. Yeah, so. I haven't, I haven't showered thing. in, what's, what's the, the year? <laughs> That's the first thing I told her. I was like, hi, I'm not wearing deodorant. And she said, funny you say that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming so much. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. We are so, so grateful. And we are going to see you soon at 300 East. Yeah, well, we're coming this weekend because yeah. of that dessert. We got to get the We're going to have Lainey on the pod, too. I don't yeah. know if she knows it She's yet. She's fantastic. And I just, we want to be in there more. I haven't been there for a, a savory meal in a long time. So we're going to go and get you know, off the menu something from everything, yeah. every yeah. portion of the menu. So. Awesome. Awesome. And everyone, have a great week, and we'll be back. Oh, my gosh, the Charlotte news. Hold on. There's a Wits opening in Fort Mill. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. You're about to have custard closer to you, people. This is the biggest news, not only of the week, but of 2019. It's it's a custard chain. It's I, not. I saw so we were, we were driving. And I looked over and I was like, "Is that a Wits?" It's no sorrel sherbet, but it's it's something. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's okay. But they have sorrel flavor. Yeah, right. I'm joking. They don't. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Everyone have a great week. Sorrel. <laughs>